Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. Are you blessed? Highly favored? All right. Good, good, good. In your bulletin, you should take out the little handout that gives you just a review. And on the, I guess the bottom of that, it tells you where we have been. We've been talking about really eight things in order to position ourselves to receive God's abundant blessings. Not just his best blessings now. His abundant blessings. That's what we want. How do we position ourselves? And we want to finish up those eight today. We've, we've done five. And you see in your bulletin where we talked about we want to keep ourselves pure. And you know we went from Matthew 15 verses 11 through 20. We talked about that uh, out of the heart really comes all impurities. The heart, which is the mind, the will, the emotions, all of that. It's not our heart that's on the left side of our chest. It's the mind, the will, the emotions, all of that in our head. That's where all the evil thoughts come. That's where the um, adultery, the fornication, the slander, all the evil, evil things come from there. It's not what goes in the mouth that defiles, but what comes out of the mouth, which comes from the heart. So we talked about that. We talked about that we need to seek God's favor and not man's. And the psalmist say that in, in Psalm 119, 58, it would tell us that uh, the psalmist say, I will seek the favor of God with my whole heart, all my heart. So it's just in scripture basically that we're going to seek God. We're going to seek his favor. And it's a good thing. We talked about being people of humility. Be a humble person. Be a humble person. That's what will align you to receive God's abundant blessings. Be a humble person. We talked about worshiping God only. Worshiping him only. That was number four. Worship the Lord only. And you remember we were coming from Daniel. And Daniel, he would not worship the, the idols. He would not worship the, uh, the, the statue that uh, Nebuchadnezzar put up. He, he's not going to do that. And we said in our modern day time, there are a lot of different things that we could look to for our sustenance. We look to things for our health. We look for things for our finances. We look to things uh, for uh, all types of things. And that's what they did in, in uh, the, the Canaanites, the Hittites, uh, all those uh, people in the, in the Old Testament that were not Israel. They were looking to other things, other gods, for what they needed. If they needed rain, they'll look, for, look, look to a god. If they needed uh, fertility, they'll look to a god. And we look to Jehovah, we look to God Almighty, El Shaddai. We, that's who we're looking to. 
for our substance. We're not worshiping anything else. We're not worshiping our job because uh, sustenance comes from the Lord. We're not looking for security in, in, in God or place or anything like that because security comes from God and not from anything else. He will use a job. He will use people, but security comes from the Lord. We talked about uh, those things, and it is so exciting to, to really talk about all the things that God has said. And as you turn to chapter 6 of Daniel, the last thing we discussed last week was put your total trust in the Lord. Put your total trust in the Lord. And we know that Daniel did. Uh, and his three friends, they put their total trust in the Lord. Matter of fact, one of the favorite scriptures probably of many people, uh, and probably Miss Hollow, I'm sure, is to trust in the Lord with all your heart, come on, finish for me, and lean on understanding. Yeah. Because, because that is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. God wants us to do that. He wants us to do that. You know, and I know we got so many, you know, biblical scholars in here. They just ready to quote all of chapter 3 of Proverbs, you know, because they, they love the word of God. Well, the word of God says trust not in the, your own um, understanding. We're going to trust in the Lord. In Proverbs, uh, we'll go probably last, near the, near the end of it, chapter 29, verse 25, it'll tell us that uh, the fear of man brings a snare. The fear of man brings a snap. But he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Oh, that's the scripture. That's the scripture. God wants to bless us, but he wants us to trust totally in him. Those are the five things we went over. We have six, seven, eight to do today. And we have um, opportunity to receive of the Lord's table communion today. And uh, James is going to lead us in that. So in verse 1, you should be at Daniel chapter 6 now, verse 1. We're going to read that and we'll go from there. It seemed good to Darius and, and uh, we, we, we know that if you go one or two verses above that, we, we know that Dan, Daniel now, Darius is now taken over. He's the king now. Darius the Mede, he, he's taken over. It seemed, it seemed good to Darius to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom. So we have the, all these uh, people that he put over the kingdom. And one uh, place said, in the biblical dictionary, said that they were like uh, kings who had territory that the king put over. And so we had, had, had them that this in, 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 in over these things. It could be pr- like princes. That's another word they use. It could be like that, princes, that are over these 120 uh, providences. And it doesn't mean that there's 120 providences, but it means that he had, he had 120 satraps over them. Then it says in verse 2, and over them... Three commissioners, and some biblical uh, 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 translation will say administrators, will be over them. 
that he had, had, had to put commissioners or administrators over them so that he wouldn't have any loss in the kingdom. It says that of whom Daniel was one. So how many administrators or commissioners were there? Three. Over how many satraps? 120. Daniel was one of the three. That these satraps might be accountable to them and that the king might not suffer loss. So he didn't want any stealing going on uh, during his, in his providences. Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself. Then this Daniel began to distinguish himself on your job and anything you're doing. God expects you to be distinguished from the rest of the employees and whoever may be there. He expects for you to be distinguished. Now let's see why. Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners, woman three, and satraps, 120, because, that's the word, because, why? He possessed an extraordinary spirit. Okay. Extraordinary spirit. How can we relate that to us now? He possessed an extraordinary spirit. Spirit. And NIV would probably say that he um, had exceptional qualities. Well, I don't like that. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good translation if you want to be that way. But, but I think a lot of people have distinguishing qualities. But I believe it's the spirit of Almighty God that's going to cause us to be distinguished. Even if we have distinguishing qualities, it's still God who's causing these qualities to stand out, to be distinguished. So I like the translation in the New American Standard rather than the NIV. Now, what is an extraordinary spirit? I believe that the spirit of the living God, I believe that the spirit of Christ is an extraordinary person. What do you think? He's not ordinary, is he? He's extraordinary. Supernatural. But see, they were serving gods, and they, blocked, they, they thought that Daniel probably had a spirit of the gods, and uh, the gods were with him in the small g. But God was with Daniel. And we have the spirit of God, if we're born again, in us. We should have a distinguishing opportunity in everywhere we go because we have the Holy Spirit in us. The distinguishing one inside of us. And I believe he wants to be distinguished. 
I believe he wants to be distinguished through you and me. I don't think he wants to stay uh, cooped up, shut in, can't talk, can't show his fruit, can't show his gifts, can't show his manifestations anywhere through me or through you. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to show himself strong on behalf of others through you. I think he wants to distinguish himself through you. Because I think that he wants others to see that there's something distinguishing about you that's different from everybody else. So that they can now worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am. Now, this is what I believe. Now, why do I believe that? Because the scripture says it. If Daniel possessed an extraordinary spirit, it was because God wanted to show those around him, especially the the ungodly kings, that there is a king of kings. There is a God of God. And he rules. You remember last, last week, we talked about it, didn't we? We talked about it. Well, we'll get a little bit more of it today because that's what he wants to do. Number six is that we need to be totally controlled by the Holy Spirit. We need to be totally controlled by the Holy Spirit. Totally. That's the only way I can be distinguished. That's the only way he can move through you and through me if he has total control. Now I know that you don't want to be controlled. I know that I don't want to be controlled. Isn't that right? We don't like to be controlled by anybody. Is that correct? We were controlled by somebody when we were little. Our parents controlled us, told us what we could do, what we couldn't do, when to go to bed, what what to eat, what not to eat. They told us all that. We were controlled when we were growing up. And we said, well, once we get, I'm I'm, going to leave home. I'm going to join the army. Something crazy like that, yeah? We jump out of the pan right into the fire because you get a sergeant right in your face hollering at you and controlling you. Where can we go in life that we are not controlled? No. Because you say, well, I don't want to be an employee. I want to be an employer. I want to own something so that nobody can control me. Huh. <laughs> you got to be kidding. What are you going to, just tell me, what are you going to, um, be, be, what type of company are you going to own? What kind of business are you going to own where someone doesn't control you? Because every business I know, the customers control 
Because if you don't please the customer, <laughs> come on. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help us now today. <laughs> and God, God, you say, well, you know, God gives us the freedom. We can do what we want to, when we want to, with whom we want to, uh, and, and, and don't have to answer anybody. Uh, did, what kind of Bible are you reading? Because I read that God wants total control of us. And he's not going to put chains on us and, and make us do anything. But everywhere I read, he wants to totally control us because he's given us his word. He says, this is what I want you to do. He says, I want you to be not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Do what I ask you to do. Every king in the Bible, he would tell, I want you to do what I want, want you to do. If you do what I ask you to do, if you keep the laws, my statutes, my ordinances, if you do that, like my uh, servant David did, then you will reign over all that your heart desires, he told Jeroboam. He would do that. I want to be totally controlled by the Holy Spirit. I want to be totally controlled. I, I I don't want my way. My flesh doesn't want to be controlled. The scripture speaks of it in Galatians, doesn't it? Yeah. Speaks of it, I mean, it speaks of it. Doesn't want to be controlled. It wants to do its way. Do what it wants to do. Discipline. My flesh doesn't want to be disciplined. Don't like discipline. Like playing a game, I don't like discipline. Don't like to practice. Except when I want to. Right? Aren't we like that? How many of you played sports? Yeah. Play some sports. Did you love getting in shape? Did your body love it? No. No one likes discipline. If you've been to the service, I haven't. But if you've been to the service, service, I know, I know you don't like discipline. I want to be totally controlled by the Holy Spirit. If we're totally controlled by the Holy Spirit, we line ourselves up for extraordinary, abundant blessings that others don't receive. Let's, let's go a little further. And we're still in verse 3. We stopped at he possessed, because he possessed an ordinary, extraordinary spirit. And, and, the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. So the, the king had plans for Daniel because of this extraordinary spirit, because he saw that things happen with the providences that he's over. Things happen. It's not happening with the other two commissioners, the other two you know, administrators. Things are happening good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put him over everything. Verse 4, then the commissioners, satraps, began saying or trying to find a ground to, of accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs, but could 
not find grounds of accusation or evidence of corruption inasmuch as he was faithful and no negligence or corruption was to be found in him. Number seven. That's number seven. Be faithful with no negligence or corruption found in you, in your job, what you do. See, they, they, they said, well, we're going to find something that's wrong. We're going to keep our eyes on him. You satraps, you, you, you other two commissions, I want y'all to keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Because sooner or later, we're going to find somewhere where he's cutting corners, where he's stealing, where he's saying something about the king. And we'll go back and tell it. We're going to find something. They could not find anything, anything that was corrupt or negligent in government affairs, what Daniel did. Is that our testimony at work? There's no negligence. Come on now, because I know that sometimes we tend to, when the boss is not around, we tend to relax. We tend to kind of, and then when somebody, hey, shoot, they come. Come on. This is real life, isn't it? We don't want that to be in our lives. If we're going to line ourselves up, to be abundantly blessed. We don't want it to be. Let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go there. And let's talk a little bit about this negligence because sometimes we are told by the enemy we have a right to be negligent. We have a right to cut corners. Because after all, they don't pay me enough to work hard. They don't pay me enough to work, you know, like they, they, they think I'm a slave. I'm not going to do all this stuff. They don't treat me good enough to be doing all this. Now, I know what it's like. They don't appreciate me anyway. Why should I? Why should I just work from sun up to sundown? They don't appreciate me. They don't appreciate you. Why should we do all that? For the man, which is an employer. Why should we do that? Have you heard that before? Wow. Verse 5 in Ephesians 6. Verse 5. It says, slaves, and I like to, to when, I, when I see that, 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 that going on in, in Scripture, I like to relate it to employees. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling, 
in the sincerity of your heart. See, it's the heart, see. It's the heart. As to Christ. That's what it says. Because slaves didn't want to be obedient to the masters. Slaves were slaves. They weren't treated right. Don't you know that employers do not treat employees like they should be treated all the time? Unless you have an extraordinary employer who has the Holy Spirit in total control. There's not too many like that. Money is sometimes what's worshipped, not necessarily God. Then it says, not by way of our service. What that what what does that mean? Not when they are what? Looking. Not when they are looking at you and me. As men pleasers, we're trying to please men, so when 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 the when the boss comes around, district manager comes around, something we shape up with we kind of, look, look, let's, let's, uh, let's clean up that. We're going to have an inspection, you know, the, the big boss is coming. The superintendent is coming, if we're teachers. The superintendent is coming by. We're going to get observed today. To, uh, and, and when I was a teacher, the, the principal let us know when we're going to get observed. So we'll be ready. Then, later on, they wouldn't let you know. You had one planned observation, but then you had some unexpected observations. We have unexpected observations all the time if we're in the Lord because he sees us all the time. (laughs) But as slaves of Christ, then you said, if I say, well, God does not control us. We have, we have freedom to do what we want to, when we want to, with whom we want to. Okay, if you're in Christ, no, because it says that as slaves of Christ, not as slaves of man, but slaves of Christ, not employees of, of the employer, but employees of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Not doing the will of the boss, doing the will of God, because God wants you to, he wants you to do what your employer hired you to do. He wants you to, if the contract says from 8 to 3, which uh, when I was in elementary school, I said 8 to 3, I think that's what it said, um, you be there from what time? 8 to 3. You don't be pulling up in a parking lot at 8 o'clock. Is that correct? You don't have your hat and coat on at, at, at 2.55. The kids, the kids, boy, they, be, they put the books up there when they're watching the clock, boy. They are ready to go. Don't you even say nothing, boy, when it gets to be 2.39. No, 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 2.59, uh, no, no, no. They're ready to go. They be standing at the door. 
They'd be ready to run. But we're not like that. We come early and stay late, don't we? <laughs> now, to be honest with you, I didn't. I really didn't. I came late, and I stayed late. And what was my excuse for coming late? Because I stayed late. That's no excuse, is it? That's a lie of the enemy. Right? You stay late. Come late. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm serious. I'm telling you the truth now because we all have to line up according to the word of God, don't we? We all have to line up. I know you thought I was all that, (laughs) but I'm not. Knowing that whatever good thing each one does, whatever good thing one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free, whether employee or employer. I don't care what you are, you're going to receive back whatever good you do from the Lord. Don't look from don't don't look don't look from it from a, your your employees. Well, I treat them right. Look like they ought to, ought, ought to treat me right. Or the employees. Well, I, I work hard. Seem like they ought to treat me right. No, you're working for the Lord. The Lord will treat you right. He will he will do things that need to be done when they need to be done. God is good, isn't he? That was number what? Number eight. Let's go back to Daniel. Chapter six. It's a, it's a great story. I mean, I, I, just, I just like this stuff. I mean, it's really, 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 really good. Verse 5, then these men said, we should not find any ground for accusation uh, against this Daniel unless we find it against him in regard to the law of his God. Then these commissioners and satraps uh, came by agreement, so they agreed together, to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius, live forever. All the commissioners of the kingdom, as well as two more, the prefects and the satraps, and the high officials and the governors, everybody you got that's overseeing anybody, they have consulted together that the king should establish a stature and enforce an injunction that everyone who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days shall be cast into the lion's den. Now they knew that Daniel petitioned his God. People know that you're a Christian. They know you might pray um, say grace over your food. They know you might uh, do things. Now, O king, establish an injunction and sign the document so that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius assigned the document, he signed the document that is the, the injunction. 
Now, when Darius, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now, in the roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem. And he continued, he continued, he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God as he had been doing previously. Did Daniel understand that this thing had been signed? Yes, it says that Daniel knew that the document had been signed. Why didn't he bow down? Why didn't he do what he was supposed to do? Daniel, remember the, number one? Daniel wanted to not defile himself. Daniel said, uh, I'm, you're not going to stop me from serving my God. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they approached and spoke to the king about the injunction. Did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days, is it, is it going to be cast into the lion's den? The king replied, the statement is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which may not be revoked. Then they answered and spoke to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from, Jeru- from Judah. Oh, they're getting, this, they're getting the racing as this now. They, they're getting all this, this stuff. Now. He's not one of us, you see. Uh, he, he's a foreigner. He's somebody that, 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 that he, he's not going to pay any attention to you, king. <laughs> he pays no attention to you, none, O king, or to the injunction which you assigned, but keeps making petition three times a day. Not one, three times a day. He doesn't care anything about you, king. Then, as soon as the king heard the statement, he was deeply distressed. Why was he distressed and not angry? Because Daniel had an extraordinary spirit. He knew that, oh, my goodness gracious, oh, they got me that time. They fooled me. They, now they're accusing Daniel, who I, who I know is a man of God. This man, I mean, he's distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. And even until sunset, the king kept exerting himself to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said, O king, uh, recognize, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and the Persians uh, that no injunction or statute which the king established may be revoked. You can't change it. So in other words, he's telling them, I know you're trying to save him, but you can't save him. We're going to get rid of him. Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought, brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you continually, constantly serve, will himself deliver you. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles so that nothing might be changed in regard to Daniel. So I mean Daniel is gone into the den with the hungry lion. Then the king went off to his palace and he just had a good time laughing. Is that right? No. He spent the night fasting. Here's the king spending the night fasting because Daniel has this extraordinary spirit and, and, and no entertainment was brought before him and his sleep Fled from him. That man's up all night. All night. 
Then the king arose at the dawn, I mean at the break of day. I mean the day, it is just, just light enough so I can, I can get out of there without tripping over things. I'm going, and when he had come near the den of Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before him, and also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. Then the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the den, so that Daniel was taken out of the den, and no injury whatever was found on him because he had trusted in his God. My, my, my. We have to be uncompromising. That's number eight. We have to be uncompromisingly faithful towards our God, trusting our God, don't we? Uncompromising. Daniel didn't compromise when he said that you're not going to pray to your God anymore. You know, that, that's what they tell you sometimes. You, you're not, don't you even say anything about, about Jesus Christ. Don't even mention his name. When you pray, just pray uh, in, in, in his name or something, you know, or something. You know, just in it. Don't even say Jesus Christ. If you say Jesus Christ, then you are offending people. I'm stepping on toes. I better stop there. Okay, then it's, <laughs> I don't care what they say. You, you, you know, you pray. Verse 24. The king gave orders, and they brought these men who had maliciously accused Daniel. Uh-oh. There's two of the commissioners gone. The one with three of them. Daniel was one. Those two gone. Satraps gone. My goodness gracious. And they cast them. Uh oh. Listen to this. Their children. Their children didn't do anything. And their wives. Oh my goodness gracious, the wife. Into the lion's den. The lion's mouth still probably shut, huh? And they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then Darius the king wrote in all the peoples, to all the peoples, nations, and every language who were living in the land, may your peace abound. I make a decree that in all dominion, all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has also delivered Daniel by the power from the power of the lion. My goodness gracious. So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Daniel and also in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Come on, I'm telling you, there is, there is favor with God if we, if, we, if we are uncompromising. If we are uncompromising and we, we're not going to bend and we're not going to bow to our friends and our neighbors, our, our, our co-workers, our, our bosses, I don't care who it is, we're going to do what God says, God says, I'll show up. That's what he said. That's what he said. I said, Lord, show up, Lord. But we need strength, though, don't we? Don't we? We need strength to do this. This is not, 
Now, maybe everybody's doing this. But I guarantee you, this eight, these eight things I need prayer on because they are serious. Because God says, you line up, abundant blessings. I mean, you won't, you won't be able to, the windows of heaven open up and, and shower blessings, you won't be able to receive them. God, that's what God wants. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.